Welcome to the Waymaker Fireside Chat Podcast, where our purpose is to grow your life and change the world. In this episode, we sit down with Grace Janes. Lewis Carr is a founder of Waymaker, the Lewis Carr Internship Foundation, the Blueprint Men's Summit, president of media sales at BET, and author of Dirty Little Secrets. Grace Janes is the brand director of Procter & Gamble. Today, she'll discuss the impact of Procter & Gamble's Widen the Screen initiative, the vision and origin of the Queen Collective, and so much more. Let's get started. I'm Lewis Carr, founder of Waymaker. And today on the Waymaker Fireside Chat, we have the pleasure of interviewing Grace James, director of PNG Studios. Octane Gambo. How you doing, Grace? I am doing wonderful. I'm so happy to be here today with you, Lewis. Oh, thank you so much. We, Grace, really want to talk about today some of the projects that PNG has started under the Widen the Screen banners, one of them being the Queen Collective. So can you start off by telling us why Widen the Screen and why the Queen Collective? Sure, I would be happy to. Um, so really, truly, um, without true and accurate portrayals of who we are, or without proper representation from our own authentic voice, ignorance persists. So we created Widen the Screen about 18 months ago. And um, the reason we created it is because we realized that sustained action and investment are necessary to address the systemic bias and inequality in advertising in media. Um, so you might ask yourself, well, what is Widen the Screen? It's an expansive content creation, talent development, and partnership platform that celebrates creativity and enables Black creators to share the full richness of the Black experience. And so our, our famous tagline is, only when we widen the screen to widen our views can we all broaden the spectrum of images we see, the voices we hear, the stories we tell, and the people we understand fully? Full stop. Um, so, as part of PNG's commitment to widen the screen, we're actually going to debut five beautiful original documentary films and one beautiful original scripted film from Black creators and filmmakers as part of our Queen Collective. And I'm happy to talk more about the Queen Collective if you like. Yeah, could you kind of, because the Queen Collective really existed, from my understanding, before Widen the Screen. That's correct. So we actually, we created the Queen Collective back in 2018. Um, it's a partnership between P&G, Queen Latifah, Flavor Unit Entertainment, and Tribeca Studios. And specifically, it is a mentoring and talent development program. And it was designed to give women filmmakers of color a platform to share important stories from their unique perspective. Um, so that was, goodness, over four years ago. We're now in our fourth year and we're enabling a record number of female directors and other creatives to produce their original documentaries and scripted pieces to share their perspective through film. And how many films have you done since the launch of, uh, of Queen Collective in 2018? So we have done eight films to date, um, and we're actually producing a record number in our fourth year. So we're going to do six in total in this fourth year coming up. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely great. 
So how long have you been with the company, Grace? Yeah, so I have been with Procter & Gamble for 13 years. In fact, uh, my 13th anniversary is actually coming up at the end of this June. Um, so I've been in brand management the entire time, um, aka marketing, and I've worked across multiple different uh, operating units um, in beauty and Olay, Secrets. I worked in hair care. I worked on Pampers, and I currently work in the corporate function on P&G Studios. Congratulations and happy anniversary. Thank you. Tell me, how did you get, you, you mentioned that the Queen Collective includes Queen Latifah, which is a good friend of mine. How did you guys get her involved in these short films? Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, PNG has a longstanding partnership with Queen Latifah, and that dates all the way back to 2006. Um, so that was back when PNG owned CoverGirl. And we mm -hmm. launched the CoverGirl Queen Collection, um, which was a makeup line underneath CoverGirl banner. And uh, Mark Pritchard, who is our chief brand officer at Procter & Gamble, developed a very strong relationship with Queen Latifah way back in 2006. Um, they've been good friends. Um, they've been partners since then. And after P&G sold CoverGirl, Mark Pritchard and Queen Latifah we're talking to try to figure out, you know, what can we do? What's, what's the next big thing? How do we make a big impact, a big splash in the industry? And um, really, Queen Latifah came up with the idea of the Queen Collective, and, and Mark was behind it, and I joined the team. I was actually part of the, the very first inaugural Queen Collective um, four years ago, and I'm, I'm still on the team. Well, that's great. Yeah. So how do you guys come up with the, the stories? Do you let the creators come up with the stories or you bring stories to a group of creators? How do you guys come up with the stories? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked that because we truly are looking for up and coming filmmakers to tell their authentic stories in their own voice. So we, we're not telling them what to talk about. We want to make sure that, that we're truly giving an accurate portrayal of the nuances of Black life through our Black female filmmakers. Um, so one thing we do do is partner with our brand partners who are just as motivated as the broader company P&G um, to make sure that we have diverse storytellers telling our stories. And so we shared with our, when we went on a casting call, to determine who our next female filmmakers would be. We shared some of our brand ambitions with these filmmakers to say, you know, this is the, the type of work My Black is Beautiful is looking for. This is the type of work Olay is looking for, Pampers is looking for, Oral Care is looking for. Um, if you have a story that may make sense within this realm that's authentic to you, we would love to hear it. And so it's actually a perfect partnership of stories that these Black female filmmakers want to tell and um, some of the ambitions that our brands were hoping to share with the world. So it seems like that's a lot of collaboration. So how, how do you rally the brands behind a, a project like this? How much work does that take? You know, we have an amazing partnership with our, our brand um, sponsors. Um, so the Let's see, two of them have returned from year one to year two to year three, now to year four. My Black is Beautiful and Olay have, you know, locked step with us and, you know, they're partners till the very end. Um, but what we've been able to do is show the proven success of partnering and the business growth that they're seeing to win with multicultural consumers, um, really to showcase that to other brands. And so every year we have either a new returning brand or a new, new brand who hasn't partnered with us before because they see the value. So 
you know, you guys continue to have the title of the largest advertising spender in the world. Yes. How does this type of program impact the spin, but more importantly, impact the consumer? Yes. Um, so, I mean, it's really truly, we know that telling, telling stories um, that are more diverse, more cultural, it actually is good for business growth. Um, so we actually have stats that say that, you know, not only is um, accurate portrayal the right thing to do, we also know that it grows the business. Um, so we have a, a proven strategy for business growth. So gender equal advertising performs up to 20% better when it comes to generating equity, trust, and sales growth. So really getting more female directors into the creative ecosystem is good for business growth. So you have this partnership with P&G mm-hmm. and some of the other brands inside of Paramount Global. How is that working for you guys? Within the Paramount Global Network? Yes. Yeah, so it's actually working really nicely for us because, you know, in order for us to make sure that we get accurate portrayal is one thing, but representation is a whole nother thing. So we need to make sure that we are really cascading and distributing this messaging broadly um, so that, you know, people see the full vastness of Black life. Um, So that that kind of minimizes the stereotypes, that minimizes the tropes that we see Um, When people see the fullness, the richness, the joy, the happiness, the sadness, um, all aspects of black life, it's it's incredibly important that it's um, broadcast more than just one network or two networks. So, Grace, uh, this podcast is called Waymaker Fireside Chat. Yes. And we believe that every successful person has had a waymaker. Who are some of the waymakers who have touched your life? And you still wonder why? That's a great question. That wasn't on one of my prep questions, Lewis, but <laughs> I love the question. Um, you know, the, the first person who popped into my head was my grandmother. Um, my grandmother, she she's amazing. She was amazing. I, I say is. I mean, she's in heaven now looking down on me. She, she's one of my angels. Um, so she lived until she was 97. She had 13 children. Um uh-huh. She emigrated here from Guyana, South America. So I'm a first generation American. My father is from Barbados, West Indies. My mother is from Guyana, South America. And I, I just feel like she epitomized, you know, the, the reverent black woman who always sought God first, always instilled that value in us that, you know, anything you do, as long as you are guided by um, Almighty Father, you are, you're good to go. And she was, she was very big on hard work, right? Nothing comes easy. You have to work. You, we, she had to work to get to this country. My mother had to work to get to this country. My father had to work to get to this country. We got here and you don't take anything for granted. Um, I could go on and on, but my grandmother, she's, she was an inspiration. That's great. And clearly it has impacted you by the work that you're doing at PNG. Because working through Queen Collective, mm-hmm. Widen the Screen, you guys are being waymakers for the next generation of content creators. How is that sort of going throughout the entire organization at PNG? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I we, we do these type of things, Grace, to sort of make sure people remember their waymakers, mm-hmm. but also to make sure that people are continuing the term 
Waymaker throughout their lifetime and their work. And clearly the things that you guys are doing are making the way for the next generation of content creators. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, truly, it's always amazing when you can work um, on your passions at work, right? Sometimes you feel like work is drudgery or not fun, but I, I honestly can say that a lot of the work that I do, especially with the Queen Collective, is passion work. Um, and it's it just, it's amazing that it's being recognized, not only internal to the company, but external to the company. And the fact that we're shaping the industry, um, it, it's just amazing. Um, I, I can't complain. In fact, I'm excited about it. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Okay. So, so, so you've done these films. Do you have a favorite? Oh. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Oh boy. Um, let's see. You know, what I what I honestly told the year four filmmakers um, when we had our mentorship day, Lewis, you were there with us um, a few months ago. Um, I could identify with a piece of each one of their stories for a different reason. Um, in an authentic way. And, and that's why I, I really love them all. So um, I, I guess if I give you a sneak peek into the year for film filmmakers. Um, so Imani Dennison, um, she's creating a documentary called Bone Black. And it's all about paying homage to the stories and legacy of non-traditional birthing methods produced in the South. Um, and I, I really resonated with her story because I'm a mother. I'm a mother of three children. Right. And, and the stats are actually really, really deplorable with um, black maternal health and the fact that there's so many inequalities in the health care that we face versus our, our white peers and non-black peers. Um, so I identified with that because I am a black mother. Right. Um, there's another story that's coming up in year four as well. Uh, Lucina Fisher, who's creating Team Dream. And it's all about um these older women, these senior citizens who are competing in the national senior games. And I was telling her, I was like, oh my gosh, I can identify with your story too. I used to run track in high school and college. And, you know, I I know what it means to be a competitive sportsman. And I I just really identify with the story she was telling. There's another story. Tell me uh, when you want me to stop. But, you know, a a third one of the stories um, by Contessa Gales, which is a documentary called Found, it's about a group of girls who find freedom and find themselves at a historically black summer camp in like this kaleidoscope of ode to girlhood. And I identified with that story as well. I mean, some of my best memories growing up are going to camp and, you know, all of those adventures and, you know, a coming of age story. So, yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, Adil Ibrahim, she's creating one called In Her Element, which is about a rap star um, who's coming out in Nashville, Tennessee. I actually lived right outside of Nashville. So I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, I got connections there too. Um, and then if you, you'll humor me, there's a couple of more documentaries that uh, were being created for year four. So Vashni Corin, um, she is creating the documentary La Morena. And this mm-hmm. is about, um, so her background, so she's uh, Afro-Puerto Rican. And, you know, she's used to, you know, being told that there are certain images of beauty standards, right? You have to be this color or this hue, you're too dark or you're too light. Um, And so she really just wanted to embrace through this story, you know, Puerto Rican nationalism and being a Black Tina, right? You can be Black and you can be Latina. You can be both and just embracing her authentic upbringing. And for me, 
as a first generation American and having parents from the West Indies, I remember growing up, people just everyone calls you African American. I'm like, no, that that's not my heritage. Like, I it's it's more vast than that, right? I'm more than just this one thing, so I can identify with that. And then, last but not least, <laughs> we are our sixth. Um, this is actually a scripted short versus a documentary. Uh, Jen Shaw is creating gaps. And this is going to be a really cute, um, funny, touching story. It's about a self-conscious Black tween, and she's determined to change her gap-toothed smile by any means necessary. You know, despite her parents telling her that her smile is beautiful and, you know, it makes her who she is, like she... She took it upon herself to try to close her gap and ended up in the doctor's office because I don't know what she did to her mouth. In any case, so growing up, I used to suck on my fingers. I used to suck on like two fingers and I had this huge gap, right? <laughs> and my my brother affectionately called me a bucktooth beaver, right? So <laughs> growing up, you know, I was self-conscious about this and I, I got braces and fixed it. And now people are like, oh my gosh, your smile's amazing. Little do they know I had this huge gap. Uh, so of course, I identified with this story. So I told her at the mentorship day, I was like, Jen, oh my goodness, that was me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, I really can't say, I know it was a long-winded answer, Lewis, and I didn't even answer your question. I can't say I have a favorite, but I can say that I authentically, as one individual, can really see myself in all of these multitude of stories. Um, and I didn't even go back to year one, year two, and year three, but I can see myself there too. <laughs> Well, Grace, that's great. And and I got something to tell you. I didn't know you ran track. Yes. In high school and college, like I. Okay. We're both track stars. Go ahead. We're both track stars. As, as I said, I'm an old track star. Okay. That's and, all right. And, and I sit on the United States Track and Field Foundation board. Nice. How do you And we'll be going to the World Games coming up. Wow. Okay. And also, Grace... I had a gap when I was growing okay. up and everybody tried to convince me, oh, that's just part of you. It yep. looks so great. Uh, but check it out. I didn't believe them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot in common, Lewis. We got a lot in common. Grace, this was uh, very informative. Uh, we clearly can see that you and P&G are excited about the Queen Collective and widen the screen. Uh, we thank you so much for being a waymaker for so many people uh, and businesses in our community and for being a waymaker for these young creatives that are coming up. And we ask and, and help to say, how can we continue that program together? Because it's so important that not only you guys do what you do, but that we be supportive of that in every way possible. So we thank you, Grace, for doing everything that you're doing. Continue to be a Waymaker and tell all the friends and family at PNG, Waymaker says hello. Wonderful. Thank you for having me, Lewis. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation between Lewis Carr and Grace James. What did you enjoy about this episode? Let us know on our social media at Waymaker Culture. Don't forget to claim your Waymaker Journal at waymakerjournal.com and be sure to enter the Waymaker giveaway by going to waymakercontest.com. Subscribe to the Waymaker Fireshot Chat podcast to get notifications each time we release an episode.